Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, friends. I hope that you're all doing well. In today's episode, we are going to discuss a question that some of you may have contemplated at some point in time, and that is, what is my purpose in life? And I was initially going to say a question that most of us have reflected on, but then I realized that most people don't actually take time to reflect on their existence or their purpose in life until they potentially experience a hardship. Because up until that point, they're living very distracted lives. And what we see happening all around us is that most people are living checkpoint to checkpoint, very much distracted by things that they can physically claim, which is something that is heightened in particular in our modern day world of mass consumerism. And so what we see a lot of around us is that the vast majority of people are consuming everything around them, both unnecessarily and without stopping to think about the why behind their actions. And just to put things into perspective, a few generations back, most women owned maybe one to two pairs of shoes or handbags. And if they were really into it, maybe one designer item versus nowadays, we have people that live these lives with closets full of shoes, multiple designer items, handbags, and in particular cosmetics. And it's mind blowing how as women, we went from owning maybe one lipstick to having an entire drawer dedicated to lipsticks alone. And something else that most people are often distracted by is the false pursuit of happiness, where some people think that once they get their career figured out, they'll be happy. Or once they are in a relationship, they'll be happy. Once they make more money, they'll be happy. And then when those things come along, they notice that it didn't bring them that deep sense of fulfillment that they were actually seeking. And so they begin to notice that up until that point, they were chasing an illusion and We're too distracted by the destination rather than the journey itself. And so the common denominator among these points is that there's this theme of collecting. And I see this happening all around where someone might be hyper-focused on being in a relationship. Another person who is in a relationship is hyper-focused on having a baby. And then that next person is focused on having their second baby. The next person is focused on buying a home while another one is focused on buying their second home. So it becomes this never-ending cycle of the next thing that you can physically possess without much thought and time for gratitude for what you already have, which is a key point that I will actually revisit near the end of today's episode. And at this point, you might be wondering what any of this has to do with your life purpose. But the point here is that when you're distracted by the material world, you're also distracted from the quest towards finding the deeper meaning of existence and your purpose in life, which is the only thing that will give you that true sense of fulfillment that you've been seeking in the material world. Because once you know your why, the how and the what will seem less difficult than you may have originally imagined them to be. Now on this whole idea of life purpose, in order to determine what your purpose is in life, you need to first determine what the meaning of life is for you. Because the meaning that you give to life heavily influences the meaning that you give to your purpose in life. So for example, if you believe that the purpose of life 
is to live to the fullest in terms of exploring the world and having fun, then your entire life's mission will revolve around this idea. And then on the flip side, if you believe that the meaning of life is about community, connection, and relationships, you may potentially lead a very different life than the previous example. And there are many more layers to this as well. If you believe in the concept of an afterlife, your approach and mindset will be very different in comparison to someone who believes that only this life exists and there is nothing afterwards. So that begins to then harbor an entirely different mindset. Because if you believe that this is the only life that you are given and that there is nothing succeeding it, this could potentially push you towards a very indulgent life where you are only focused on enjoyment and pleasure with a complete disregard of the consequences of your actions. But if you believe that this life is like one giant university that is masterfully orchestrated, you would recognize that the universe you exist within is governed by laws and principles including the principle of cause and effect in that every cause has its effect and every effect has its cause and that everything in existence is created from the same source and will once again return to that source. So through this, you may begin to approach life very differently because you now recognize that someone else's suffering is your suffering because there is no separation and that every, every step that you take in life and every decision that you make has a ripple effect of consequences and outcomes. So through this lens, you may begin to approach this idea of having a life purpose with more sincerity and a little bit more seriously. Now, if you were to look up the term life purpose, you will find that it's often defined as the central motivating force within a person's life. So this is what motivates you to wake up in the morning and to set goals and have a sense of direction in your life. So going off of this definition, there is a very famous poem by Rumi that beautifully captures the essence of our pursuit in life. And it's actually one that has been widely mistranslated. So I don't know how many of you have heard of the Rumi quote that says, what you seek is seeking you. Well, this particular quote is part of a longer poem that gradually leads to this final statement that most people are familiar with. So what I would like to do is recite the poem in Farsi first and then translate it into English so that the essence of the poem isn't lost. So feel free to just listen to the poem in Farsi, even if you don't understand the language, to see if you can extract the essence from the words that I'm saying. And for those of you who are familiar with the language, the poem goes as follows. Ta dar talab kani kani, ta dar nani nani, in nokte rams agar bedani, so what Rumi is saying here is that until you are in the quest to find a treasure, you are a treasure. Until you are craving a piece of bread, you are reduced to that grain of bread. If you understand this secret, then you will know that whatever you are seeking, that very thing you are. So he isn't saying that whatever you're seeking is seeking you. He's actually saying that whatever it is that you're on the quest for, whatever it is that you desire, that very thing you are. And this sort of falls in line with the quote that I shared by Abraham Maslow in my episode on basic human needs, which said, for the man who is extremely and dangerously hungry, no other interest exists but food. Life itself tends to be defined in terms of eating. 
Anything else will be defined as unimportant. So both the poem by Rumi and the quote by Abraham Maslow are showing that we become consumed by our most base desire. So in essence, you are or you become what you are after in life. So if our life purpose is the greatest motivating force in our lives and we in turn become what we pursue, this means that our greatest potential in life is directly proportional to the value of the thing that we want most in life. And have you ever noticed that whatever you focus on, you tend to draw that exact thing into your life, whether it's good or bad? So this idea of you are what you pursue goes back to an energetic principle And that is the law of correspondence, which states that what happens around you is a direct reflection of what is happening within you. So if you are consumed by thoughts about money, you're confined to the threshold that money sets for you. And what I mean by this is that you can only obtain things that money can buy. So let's say your biggest dream in life is to live in a big, beautiful home, and that becomes your motivating force. So your every thought and action will be consumed by this goal. And even if it's a $10 million house, you are unknowingly setting your own value in life at $10 million because you become what you pursue. But instead, if you pursue things that are priceless, then you yourself become priceless. So if your biggest desire is to grow and evolve into the highest version of yourself, your potential and value is now limitless. There is no price that can be placed on that. And I'm not saying don't have goals. I've repeated this point over and over. I think that one of the best things we can do in life is have clarity on what we would like to achieve with the life that we've been given. But what I'm saying is that instead of focusing on what you are going to gain physically or how you are going to get there, you should be more heavily invested on your why behind your drive. What is it that is motivating and pushing you to move forward in life. This way you can ensure that you aren't doing something out of fear of falling behind from the next person. And instead you're pursuing something that has meaning to you from the beginning. Because when we pursue a life that is rich in meaning and purpose, the goal goals will then fall into place with more ease because we're on the path of least resistance. We aren't walking through life obsessed with the next checkpoint that ends up being meaningless. Instead, we're walking with life and enjoying the journey. So when it comes to the pursuit of our life purpose, we need to A, consider what the meaning of life is for us and B, consider what energetic vibration we are putting out into the world. Now, many years ago, I did this meditation, which was more of a deep visualization. And so this journey that led me eventually to a destination that I had created with my mind's eye. And I was able to, at that point, ask my inner knowing, my higher self, whatever you want to call it, three questions. And with each question, I would reach into my pocket, and this is all through visualization, and pull out an object that would then be symbolic of the answer that I was looking for. So I asked my first two questions and with each pulled out an object from my pocket, which were very interesting because it's, it, it always fascinates me the, the capacity of our, of our subconscious mind and the things that it will show us and bring to light even in symbolic form that will have so much meaning for us. And the third question that I asked was, what is the meaning of life? And so I reached into my pocket and I pulled out this 
beautiful glistening ball of light. And so my interpretation of that, and this is for me, if it resonates for you, fantastic, but by all means, you, this does not have to be the meaning that you give to life. But I, I interpreted that to mean that the meaning of life is for each of us to reach within and to find the light within us and then share that with the world. And from a very, very young age, I always felt such a strong sense of purpose and I made it my life's goal to determine what that purpose was. And I knew that a fundamental aspect to this whole idea of life purpose for me was to give back to the world on a larger scale, but I had no idea what that would look like. So I would often reflect on this question. And since my childhood, I always knew that I wanted to become a doctor, but I felt like something was missing within the conventional medical route. And because I didn't know that other options existed, I figured I might as well just pursue conventional medicine. And when I become a doctor, I will be that one doctor that spends a little bit more time with my patients or tells them to focus on nutrition and lifestyle. And when I finally discovered an alternative path towards becoming a physician, I was beyond excited because I felt like I had found something that fit everything I was always looking for. So this is why I often encourage people to not give up on the inner stirrings that they feel in their heart and their soul, because you may not even know that what you are yearning for actually exists, or you're meant to pave your own path that is unique to what you have to offer to this world. So with all of this in mind, I want to go over some specific ways that we can begin to work towards this journey of discovering what our life purpose is. And the first thing we want to do when we're on this journey of pursuing our purpose in life is to get very comfortable with letting go. And you want to let go of a few things. The first thing you want to let go of is this idea that you have to have it all figured out right now. And instead of putting all this unnecessary pressure on yourself, you begin to allow things to naturally unfold for you. The next thing you want to let go of is comparison, since this is the fastest way to kill your authenticity and joy. Because instead of focusing on your own journey, you're looking to the person next to you and then constantly tripping on your own path. So the next time that you find that you're comparing your life to others, remember these two things. One is that direction is significantly more important than speed. And the second is a quote by J.R.R. Tolkien, and that is, not all who wander are lost. So begin to let go of your fears and all of the other limitations that you have imposed on yourself. And we've gone over many of these examples in previous episodes. And once you've cleared all of that out of the way, you can then begin a journey towards rediscovery and connection to your divine self. And you can do this through expressing yourself creatively to see what shines, because I'm sure that most of you have heard some people say that your life purpose is closely linked to what you are good at. But I find that most people have a difficult time figuring out what that is, because the things that you are naturally gifted at often come to you so naturally to the point where you might not even see them as strengths. So if you begin to express yourself more creatively with an open mind and an open heart, you will begin to allow that highest version of yourself to shine through. And instead of viewing things one dimensionally where you're trying to solidify an answer, begin to follow your curiosity, be open to the unknown, be curious, but not judgmental about what comes up for you as well. So explore your story. What is your story? What activities make you forget to eat and sleep? What do others appreciate about you? What matters most in life to you? What makes you excited to wake up in the morning? 
What is it that you're most deeply yearning for? What are you inclined towards? What do you move away from? And if you feel like you're a little bit stuck and need some extra support, ask your parents, ask them, what did I used to say I wanted to become when I was younger? And then through all of these questions that you're thinking about and the exploration of your own story, trust yourself and what comes up for you and let your inner knowing guide you. And then you can begin to take your next steps. Now, for most of us, once we recognize that the highest vibration of being is that of unity consciousness, which essentially is oneness and love, then our life purpose becomes rooted in acts of service, which can come in many different shapes and forms. And this is where a lot of people turn their hurt into healing or their pain into purpose. And this is why you can listen to a song and deeply connect to it because the person who wrote those lyrics turned their pain into medicine and you can feel it and relate to it and realize that you aren't alone and that we all go through our own challenges in life. And on this whole note of acts of service, you want to ensure that what you are doing is nourishing to your soul and rooted in wholeness. Because the last thing you want to do is give to others and then be resentful about it afterwards. Because if you give from a place of lack, or if you give because it makes you feel good about yourself, that means that it's not rooted in a higher purpose and instead it's rooted in self-gratification. So with that in mind, you want to make sure that your life purpose is never attached to something outside of you. So what do I mean by this? Because this is going to sound confusing for some of you. I used to feel like my purpose in life was to be a doctor. And what I would find was happening over and over again for me was that my emotional state was very heavily influenced by the outcomes that I would see in practice. So if my patients weren't improving, that would completely ruin my day. And I noticed that because I identified so heavily with this title, that I was internalizing patient outcomes as a reflection of my work. And what made things even more complicated for me was that I associated my career with my ultimate life purpose. So if something didn't work out, I was subconsciously registering that to mean that I failed at my purpose. And that's a huge weight to carry. And what I was beginning to realize was that in certain cases, some people very heavily identified with their illness. So they weren't necessarily ready to let go of that identity and heal. And their sense of self was very heavily tied to the condition that they were dealing with. And that's obviously a very small subset of people. But what I was noticing over time is that other people's definition of health looked very different to my definition of health. And there are so many factors that are involved. I'm just one person along their journey. And all I can do is educate and empower them to take the steps that fit their particular lifestyle. And how their body internalizes an intervention or the medicine that we create together is completely outside of my control. So instead, if my purpose is based in becoming the best version of myself, everything else is a side product of that. Because my growth as a practitioner can look like continual education, which then enables me to show up even better for my patients. It can look like releasing the pain that I carry so that I can show up as a better human being for my family and my friends. And through that, not only do I enrich the lives of others, but I inspire them to change as well. So that's what I mean by not attaching your life purpose to something external from you. Yes, you may have a career that you very strongly 
resonate with and you feel like it fulfills a lot within you, but do not base your life purpose on the outcomes of that career. Your life purpose should always be your own personal growth and your journey and everything else that happens is a side product of that. And the final note that I want to leave all of you with today is instead of trying to find your purpose in life, shift your focus and reframe your thoughts to begin to find purpose in everything that you do and are a part of. So recognize that you're connected to everything around you and begin to witness all that is constantly unfolding in your life. So instead of asking, what is my purpose in life? Ask yourself, how can I find purpose in the day-to-day, which includes your relationships as well. So this way you aren't viewing your purpose separate from your humanity. Your purpose isn't something that you do on the side. Instead, it's how you show up for your family and friends. It's a part of your everyday existence. And the best way that you can begin to tap into this is through gratitude, having gratitude for everything that is in your life currently, instead of just consuming without thinking of the ripple effect. And so this includes gratitude for simply waking up in the morning, which isn't as simple as we think it as it is. It's having clothes to wear, a home to live in, food in your fridge, because having gratitude and awe for life helps you to cultivate a sense of purpose and makes you feel connected to something larger than yourself. All right, friends, that is all for today's episode. I hope that every single one of you that's tuning in today very strongly resonated with this week's topic. It's a topic that I've been meaning to share with all of you for a very long time, but just hadn't gone around to it. And I thought, why not just jump into it, at least do an introduction. And if it's something that people show interest in, I can continue to build on it from there. But lots of points for reflection, lots of points to even journal on. So instead of the regular prompts, which I hadn't been doing in the last few episodes, there's a lot of questions that I posed in the various points in terms of the steps that you can take to your life purpose that you can begin to reflect on as well. So as always, feel free to share this with your family and friends, and I'm looking forward to connecting with all of you in a future episode. So until then, have a beautiful rest of your week.